Welcome to the Songwriter Connection Podcast, where we look at the craft of songwriting through the eyes of a songwriter. Each week, we make a connection with a music maker, listen to their songs, and hear their stories. From Nashville, Tennessee, here's your host, Dave Lenahan. It's probably been a little while since I've said this, so I'll say it again. Uh, the show originates in Nashville, as Kate just told us, uh, and it's where I, I I seem to be surrounded by songwriters, and it's so cool because they're the coolest people, and each one has a great story. We're going to share another one with you. I just love this lady that's on our show today, and I'll introduce you here in just a little bit. Uh, I want to talk about Mark Allen Barnett Tours first. They're our sponsor locally here, uh, and um, you know, people ask me all the time, what is, what is this Mark Allen Barnett songwriter tour stuff all about? Well, first of all, if you've ever seen Mark Allen Barnett perform in a writer's round but you'll remember him because he's he, he's so entertaining he's he's funny but he's also got songs that'll make you cry and make you laugh make you cry and what he's been doing the last few years is passing on his knowledge to people we we call him yoda because he just he helps us so much and these tours that he does are absolutely incredible it's a personal workshop one day or a multiple day personal workshop for anybody interested in a career uh, in, uh, in in songwriting and in performing. So, and he works on different things, uh, performances, the creation of the song, presentation of the song, which is something he's really helped me so much over the years because I was performing behind a microphone for years on the radio, not in front of people. So he showed me how to transform that. Um, the presentation of the song is so important, but also it's networking, who you know and who knows you. And uh, that's, it's a business, right? It is a business. And Mark will help you navigate through that. Great guy. He'll up your game. I'll tell you, five years in just a day or, or a weekend uh, little workshop. So look for my friend Mark Allen Barnett, Songwriter Tours. It's M-A-R-C-A-L-A-N, and Barnett's got an E-T-T-E on the end. Um, we're recording this in the beginning of August, um, August the 3rd for the 24th release of August, uh, if everything follows the schedule. And Mark is joining us this Saturday at the 12 Keys. Uh, we've been having a, a nice little time at this little place here in Hermitage called the 12 Keys Saloon. They're a beer joint with a music problem. And we do songwriter nights on Wednesdays and uh, afternoons, Saturdays, and they're just a blast. Well, I'll tell you, a few months back, and it's, it's probably not quite been a year, maybe it has been a year, I met this lovely lady at um, at the Cambria Hotel where my friend Randy Driscoll hosts a night, a writer's night, which is absolutely incredible. And she teamed us up one night, and I just fell in love with what you do, your voice, uh, your incredible talent, and your songwriting skills. Dakota Danielle is our guest today. Hi, Dakota. Hello. How are you? So good to see you. You just, you too. Talk to you. And we're kind yeah. of neighbors too, aren't you? I know. It's like takes me three minutes to get here. Yeah, <laughs> you timed it up. I know. I, I have it down to like a, a time. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. I got three minutes to get to Dave's place. Now you've got a brand new single out. It was just released last what last week was it? Yeah. The yeah. Twenty. Yeah. Twenty. All right. Can week. I play this? Yeah. Okay, get a load right. of this. This is Dakota Danielle. You're gonna love her voice. You're gonna love this song. This is called One Church Three Town Bar. Free Bar Town.
Dakota Danielle is our guest on the Songwriter Connection podcast this week, and that is an actual place. This this is what I love about your songs is uh, it, they're personal and uh, they tell your story. But this is the story of your town, right? Yes, it uh, is. Tell me about your town where you grew up. It's in Illinois, right? Illinois. It's a town of like sixteen hundred people. Uh huh. There really is one church and three bars. And three bars. Um, there's no stoplight. It's no. just um, well, they might have added like one stoplight where it's just like the red lights that blink but the main <laughs> optional stop uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah because we still have like four stop signs like a four-way and that's like the yeah. main road and this is kind of middle illinois i would say southern southern illinois uh-huh. um i usually like when people ask me where i'm from i say that i live in effingham illinois effingham because a lot of people pass through effingham to get to like champagne uh-huh. or chicago on their way uh-huh <laughs> and yeah. the name of the town is Tatopolis. Tatopolis. I <laughs> not topless, but Tatopolis. right, right, <laughs> right. And I usually struggle saying the full name. Yeah. So I just say T Town because everybody T-town. says T Town. Everybody knows it is T Town. Well, I like yes. T Town better. Yeah. And we are home of the wooden shoes. That's our mascot. The wo- <laughs> the wooden shoes. It. Explain that. To I me. could go on and it on. cloggers in your town. What? <laughs> I think it, we're like a Dutch. Dutch. Okay. German town. And there's a whole, like, story behind it. Mm -hmm. Every so many years we do that whole, like, I want to say, when I, the year I turned 21, it was Uh, great. We had our, um, it's called Sesquicentennial, the whole town. We had, like, bed races. We blocked off the street. (laughs) Everybody dressed up in, like, old attire. Nice. Of the, like, 20s. And it was a whole weekend of just drinking and like <laughs> drinking games but it was perfect because i just turned 21 oh yeah so i spent that whole weekend there was like mud volleyball yeah the bed races were probably the funnest and we did the story behind that is they did one night where they had like a play of uh-huh. the background of our town uh-huh so you could go and see that one oh, night so you found out all about how you town got its name and yes. it was founded yeah but i don't remember <laughs> <laughs> i was there for the play <laughs> guy's name was tutopolis and he said hey i would just call it t-town yeah. yeah rest is history right yeah. yeah well listen it's really a cool song tell tell me who you wrote it in the process and the idea and, and you know how it went yeah i wrote this one with one of my good friends jesse lynn kid and i like three name artists like that jason jesse lynn yeah, um, she's so talented, mm-hmm. and I was in—I just graduated college, and I will always love my hometown. That'll always, you know, be where my roots lie. And mm-hmm. I remember just one day thinking, you know what? It'd be really cool to have a title of a song be "One Church, Three Bar Town." Like it would be kind of unique, and mm-hmm. also it's the truth. <laughs> the truth, yeah. And uh, I had like a first verse written, and I was just kind of stuck on it. And I originally wanted to write it. Kind of like, kind of like a 
you hear all of these small town songs. This is everything that you hear, but this town is like one church, three bar town. You haven't really heard that yet. Mm-hmm. So I brought the I idea to her mm-hmm. and she loved it. And she's from a small town too in Virginia. And we just finished it really fast. And I sat on it for years before I released it. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. But it's yeah. always been a fun one. It's out there right now. And it I is. hope that you'll download it, add it to your list, your playlist. Uh, I certainly have. So I, I did oh, this song. You. I like the sound of it. I think it's right in the pocket. I think it could be a radio hit. You know, I really do. Yeah. I, I would love that. Yeah. <laughs> Where did you record that? <laughs> I recorded it with Colt Caparoon, and he has an in-home studio in Ashland City. Amazing sound in these home studios today. He's great. great to work with. Uh-huh. Um, he definitely captures my whole loving classic rock and also loving traditional yeah. 90s country and stuff like that. <laughs> Loves the classic rock. You're a woman after my own heart, I tell you. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I like classic rock. I know you do. I love that about you. <laughs> you got a friend here with you today because you got a band that you're putting together. Tell us about uh, your uh, Cajon player here. Am yeah. I, say, I always say that wrong. Cajon? Cajon. 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 Yeah. Cajon. It makes sense why you say that, though, because it's spelled like... With a J, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. So. See, I've been spelling it wrong because I pronounce it cajon, so I spell it with an H. It's an amazing instrument. You sit on it and it sounds like a drum kit, doesn't it? Yeah. You basically got a a drum in a box. Um, (laughs) And I take the uh, the approach of using brushes to play. Yeah. Um, Most people use their hands. Uh Um, Oh, that hurts. Yeah. And like if you're doing like a long (laughs) tour, like you're playing for hours using your fingers. Oh, man. So with with my band, there was one night... Um, I was home from rehearsal trying to figure out the best way to approach it. Uh-huh. And I had a couple of drinks and I was like, oh, let's try one brush. And I was like, oh, let's try two let's brushes. Try two brushes. <laughs> they're like, okay. You did a rehearsal and they're like, it works. And so the rest is history. I've been playing Cajon with brushes for years now. It sounds great. We're going to get a taste of it right now on another song. Um, how about another one? And then we'll get back to your story because okay. you've got an amazing story and I want to I want to tell everybody about it. So. All right. Yeah. Once you do a live acoustic, ta- you know the dining room table here is part of the show. It's become a character. The old Duncan Fife here. Um, <laughs> so Dakota Danielle is here uh, with a guitar, and we've got a drummer too. We, we've got it all. So it works. We got Travaris on the Travaris on the cajon. Yeah. yeah, man, love it. Yeah. What do you want to do? Should I do the one that we wrote? Do we do it that, that we wrote? Yeah, it's up to you. It's your show. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I should. I hate it being about. I love this song. Me, but I like the song. And I like the way you do well, it. Well, we too. write a lot, though. We do. Yeah. So you. It's about time you came on the good podcast. Stuff. We do. I enjoy writing with you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know what's so funny? I'll, I'll set it this up. We were uh, we had Rand and, and Andy Remfrey on the show just a few weeks back, mm-hmm. and they live around the corner too, and have an amazing home studio. And we decided they do. We, they do. And, and we decided to get a couple demoed and, with you singing. And and Ren always like give, give me an idea like the sound you'd want. And we're like, well, we're thinking like Stevie Nicks, or, you know, that kind of thing. And so he lays these tracks, and they're just gorgeous. And um, we listen to him, and you lay down the vocals. And then I'm driving home, and I get in the car, and playing on deep tracks on Sirius XM radio is a, 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 a an older a song that I hadn't heard in years by Stevie Nicks, an album, deep album cut. And I'm going, oh, this is right. <laughs> it's like, it's like, right. So, uh, and it turned out to be a great demo. So you're going to play for us live. Yeah. yeah. Love what you love. I, I love this song. Ready? 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 
could be tall a million and one times And I gotta see the blue You see black and white I can see gray Cause I want the line in between I love what you love about me I get lost in the moment Leave things behind Yeah, Dakota Danielle on the Songwriter Connection podcast. I love the way the cone sounds on that. Yeah. The brushes are the right touch. They really Thank are. you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah Very they, good. You get yeah. more timbres out of it using these things. Yeah. It's a great idea. Yeah. All right. Drummers out there, there's a tip for you. <laughs> Let's talk about songwriting. It's a Songwriting Connection podcast. Now, that song yeah. right there is not your traditional verse, chorus, verse, chorus, lunch, bridge, Right, I know. Yeah, when it, we goes, wrote that. it goes lunch. It, actually, <laughs> lunch is in there somewhere. It's it's. Uh, it, it usually goes verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus. That's mm-hmm. that's a traditional uh, song. But then there's another type called ABA, where you've got um, you know it'd be like verse, verse, then the B part, which is also kind of like a chorus. Yeah. And then another A part, and there's a lot of songs that are written that way. The ones that come to mind. The one I always use an example is Yesterday by the Beatles. Yesterday. Mm-hmm. Oh, That's a good one. Yeah. And the B part is, we had to go, I don't know. So we kind of did the, the A-A-B-A uh, thing and it came together. I'm trying to remember um, when we wrote, was it your idea? I'm, it, we've, we've written so many songs. I know. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I'll, I love how you do it and, and, and what you add to it. And you make it come Thank to life. You. So. Got a tremendous voice. Let's 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 uh, let's dig a little bit into your story uh, from T Town, Illinois, in Southern Illinois to Nashville. Yeah. Tell talk about that journey. That one was a, a very like 
one of those journeys where everything kind of falls into place. Mm-hmm. I didn't do music or anything. So you're only in high school, right? Did I read? high school, yeah. I was really big in tennis. Really? Um, my whole dad's side, even like my mom's side a little bit. Mm-hmm. We were all tennis players, and wow. I really loved it. But what happened is I burnt myself out. Oh, did you? Because I played through grade school, the summers, junior high. It happens, youngsters in sports. It, yeah. yeah. So in high school, I just kind of was looking for something different to do. Mm-hmm. And I found my mom's old guitar upstairs in the closet. Did didn't you? even know she played guitar. Didn't know, huh? And she really didn't um, play or sing at all. She told me it was just a thing that she would do for her sorority uh. that she was in in college. And I decided to pick that up. And I remember her being like, we're not going to pay for your guitar. Mm. We're not going to pay for your lessons because you barely um, played the piano. Because they did make me, they did make me, I'll say when I was seven years old, they made me like learn piano and I'm glad they did because I did enjoy it and I wanted mm. to do that. But piano is not my thing. No. I love it. I love listening you to still, piano. Do you still play a little piano? No. Enough to like <laughs> probably write a song or like get okay. through something. Okay. Piano, you can just, like, you hit one note wrong, and it's like, whoa. You notice, you know <laughs> you what notice. I mean? Guitar, I feel like you can kind of... Cover it up a little bit. You're like, yeah, maybe, maybe they didn't notice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's why that's I really, didn't really like sorry. the piano. Yeah. It goes the same way. You hit the wrong beat, everyone's like... Yeah. Crash cymbals, everyone's right? like, oh, that was yeah. not the right That's I'm not like, right. I yeah. can't handle that pressure. <laughs> I like knowing you can somehow, like, make it not noticeable. <laughs> So did mom start to teach you a little bit? She did not, actually. Um, I was very stubborn after that point of her being like, not thinking I was going to stick with it. Mm -hmm. So I... um, I'm going to show you, right? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. I was that child. (laughs) (laughs) So I I went to um, my high school band teacher, and she started to give me lessons, and I really loved it. I would play along with the track. Mm-hmm. I think I heard my first song was Stand By Me by Benny King. Oh, I love that song. And then once I started to like play along with the record, I started to sing along to the record while I was playing. And I realized I really liked singing. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing this all like locked doors in a room mm-hmm. where my parents won't hear me. Yeah. And uh, then I kind of slowly started to like write. And I, I eventually I wrote like one of these songs about uh, a family member and I played it for my parents and they absolutely loved it and they Mm. realized how much I did love playing guitar and singing and they were on board from there. I see. Yeah. Now you you studied music in college, was it? I did. Yeah? I originally went to Southern Illinois University, Carbondale. Carbondale, okay. Was going to go into advertising. Yeah? Because I really loved just being creative in general. And I didn't know you could get a, a career or have a career in music. I had no idea. I was very naive. Mm-hmm. And I had got a job at the Daily Egyptian newspaper. Egyptian. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And I got a job in sales where I would like try to get people to be in the paper and make ads for them, graphic design and stuff like that. I You loved it, right? Uh, <laughs> no. I quickly found out I did not like it. Yeah. But my boss there two of my bosses at the time one wrote poetry yeah and in college I would still play my guitar and write songs and sing because I just enjoyed it Mm -hmm. didn't know much from that besides just I enjoy doing this 
And he found out that I played guitar and I sang. And he's like, hey, would you like to put music to this poem that I wrote? And I was like, sure, I'll give it a shot. And I finished it up, brought him to work one day, brought it to work, and he showed it to my other boss, who Hmm. I had no idea until he played the song. This boss, his name was Jerry. I'm still in contact with him today. Great. Um, That's great. I don't know, but he is super into music, recorded and stuff as like a hobby, and Mm -hmm. he got me to experience all that for the first time. He also hooked me up with my first like singing lesson because I didn't even know anything. Like, oh, singing lessons, that's probably a good idea. You know? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he definitely helps guide me through my career. He helped me figure out that um, Middle Tennessee State also has a good... um, music business program yes, they do and he also helped me out at the college i was going to carbondale there they have a music business mm-hmm. program so, so you I, started there i started there uh-huh. took a class where we made trips to nashville once a month oh that's cool once a month yeah um and kind of just toured a certain business each month that's nice it was really cool one of my friends who was in the class with me she's the one who told me about mtsu uh-huh. and i was supposed to graduate the year she decided she was going to move there. And she's like, you want to move with me? And I was like, mm, mm. I'm supposed to graduate. <laughs> Do I really want to go to school longer? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I researched MTSU and they had a songwriting program that they were just starting the year that I would transfer. Wow. And I was like, you know what? I've had guitar lessons. I now have had singing lessons. And the one thing that I don't know anything about is songwriting. Like I didn't know. I feel like people who know automatically like songs rhyme. I didn't know that listening to music. I was like, I had no idea. It was very like. Live and learn. Right? So I was like, wow. Okay, let's learn about this. Yeah. And that really, that program really did help me. And I love MTMSU. They, they have a radio station there that we absolutely love. And it serves this northern and uh, middle Tennessee uh, all the way down to into Alabama. Uh, it's uh, their Roots radio station, yeah. uh, WMOT, which is just fabulous. You can stream it online. And what I love about them, too, is they take an interest in local talent. Um, people that have actually been on this podcast, like Credenda, have been played uh, on oh, the stage. they so talented. Aren't they amazing? Yeah. So, um, and you went to school there. That's cool. Yeah, I had classes in the building that that radio station is at. Did you really? Yeah. Wow. Pretty cool. So, I mean, what was the first, I mean, I imagine sitting in... I'm trying to explain to my, get it in my head and explain to listeners what a songwriting class would, would be like. So, I mean, is there different classes and uh, what did, like, what was the first one you signed up for? <laughs> what it was, was it kind like? of like one, it was one class. Uh-huh. It was called commercial songwriting. Commercial songwriting. Mm-hmm. Okay. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking back now. Uh-huh. The, we first learned rhyme schemes. Okay. And also... Um, what I really liked and try to stick to to this day because it's hard though when you get really busy is we would journal every day. Mm. We would be required to It's important. Every yeah. day have a notebook where we journal in and then you turn it in as an assignment like I have written in my journal this whole week. Wow. Granted the teacher wouldn't read it, you know, just showing that like Right. You're constantly kind of just exercising that muscle. And we would also learn how to co-write with other people. And that's important to That was a lot mm-hmm. of... It was very a very cool experience. We would have song topics 
mm-hmm. for um, certain weeks, and we would get assigned a co-writer, and we would have to write a song about that topic, which really taught me a lot. It's hard for me to explain what it taught me and how it taught me certain things, but it was very helpful for Mm. me who didn't even know (laughs) you were supposed to rhyme in songs (laughs) and didn't know anything. And I think you get stronger from the experience. Learn by doing, which which I love. And and with every song that you write, um, you get a little better. You learn a little something. I definitely agree with that. It's, I remember when I first started, I was getting frustrated because some songs I would think would be so like, yeah, I really love this one. Mm -hmm. And I now realize the more you write, you just got to get all of these songs out of the way. The more you write, Mm -hmm. the more you're exercising that muscle and it becomes easier to write and think of those like creative hooks and figure out your melody, your sound. That was really difficult for me to realize because I'm an impatient person. Uh, you are. <laughs> I am an impatient person. I'm like, man, yeah, I want to write the hit voice. now. Yeah. But no, it, it does take time and I realize that. Was there a particular song where you said, boy, that's it. There I, there I am. That's my voice. No. No? No. I, I will say that like, what I've written so far is all of like my experiences. Mm-hmm. Write what you know. Write what I know. Um, one church, I well, one church is probably the one. One church, three bar town is the one where I'm like, okay, this is 100 percent me. Yeah, this is, you know, small town where I grew up. This is just kind of like overall. Yeah, and it's a song everybody I think can identify with. That comes from a small town. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, yeah. pretty cool. Well, listen, I, I want to take a little break. Uh, we uh, put this show on uh, with the help of Red Circle. Uh, if you're thinking about uh, starting a podcast, that is a good place to start. Um, they put it out on all the streaming platforms, and um, they even put advertising in. So I want to take a little break so they can thank some of their advertisers. We'll be back with Dakota Danielle on Songwriter Connection. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. You're listening to the Songwriter Connection, connecting with music makers and hearing their songs and stories. Now back to the show with your host, Dave Linehan. Dakota Danielle, who grew up in a one church, three bar town. <laughs> about that? And made a great song out of it that you could find on Spotify, wherever you find music. You know what's so cool? Uh, this is an interesting time in music, uh, Dakota, and that's what I love about this podcast, getting to know uh, different artists and writers 
uh, from all over the world, really. And it's an interesting time because, you know, back when I, when you, you said you loved classic rock, so at the time I was growing up and in, in really loving music, uh, that was the era. And if you didn't have a record label, if you couldn't get a deal, you, you weren't getting heard, you know. Uh, and then things changed, you know, right around the turn of the century, um, when Napster and all the streaming services came in, it pretty much killed mechanical royalties, which is people buying music today. But it also opened up doors for independent artists because there are so many new platforms to discover good music on. And I think independent, the independent artists like you, as I like to call them, the DIY artists, do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, they really are able to build a niche and a following. And you seem to be doing all the right things there. And it's just, it's, it's simple things like um, when you go, you're at a show, you're, you're asking people to sign your guest book and you, you create a, uh, uh, a mailing list, you know, and keep people uh, posted where you're playing. You release a single, uh, you know, you record, record and then ask people to download it and you publicize it on all the socials. So there are a lot more opportunities today, I think, for the independent artists. Is that what you're finding out? Yeah, I definitely agree with you that it is very possible to develop a good career as an independent artist because of all of those platforms, social media, stuff like that. I also, I feel like it can be a double-edged sword, though. Yeah, it can be. Because even though you do have all of these cool ways to get your music out there mm-hmm. and be heard by different audiences, I sometimes feel like it's easy to get kind of overlooked in this big pool mm. of artists because... Um, people can just hear it everywhere. Yeah. There's so many. Um, yeah. But you just kind of got to figure out how to, like you said, find your niche and navigate. and navigate that. Yeah. But I do think it's a very cool thing. Well, you know, we've had um, artists in the past like um, Olivia Francis, uh, Shanna in a dress, and, and, and you. You, you traveling all over. I mean, seeing the world <laughs> all over the country, playing <laughs> and performing and getting your music out there. You just recently played back in your hometown, didn't you? I did. I played in Illinois, and I've been traveling a lot this year. A lot, a lot huh? Mainly because I just personally live in a bubble, and I haven't <laughs> been... To that many states, so I was like, "This is gonna be my year." Yeah, and I'm you went down like, to Georgia. You and Meg Williams, who was on the show recently. Yeah, Played yeah. Down there. Oh, uh, in uh, the York. Finger Lakes, right? Yeah, uh, Finger Lakes. I've mm-hmm. been to Wisconsin. Uh-huh. Had some Wisconsin cheese, cheese curds. Yeah, love them. It was great. <laughs> and then there's this like, supposedly there's this beer that you can only get in Wisconsin. It's called the Spotted Cow. Spotted Cow. I'll have you try some. I have to try. Did you bring some back? I did. Oh, cool. Good. Right. Gonna hold you to that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, Did you try it? Yeah. Okay. It's good. Yeah. Good. Is it good? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, you, and you recently opened up for two really big acts. And so you've been doing a lot of that, opening up for, uh, yeah. you were Phil Vassar recently. Phil oh, my Vassar. Gosh. What a oh. songwriter. Oh, my gosh. Right? Was, yeah. Oh, man. And he's the nicest guy he ever. Is. Him mm-hmm. and his whole band that he had with them is so nice. Yeah. Uh, that was a great experience. Yeah. And uh, even my other opening act experience was, I'm very fortunate that I have had all great experiences doing those opening act gigs. Mm -hmm. You opened for um, the Frontmen, 
the yeah. front men. And, and so that's like Richie McDonald of mm-hmm. Lone Star. Yep. Uh, Tim Rushlow of Little Texas. Mm-hmm. Larry Stewart of Restless Heart. Yeah. And who am I leaving out? Uh. It's just those three. <laughs> it's just those three. I thought there was one more. No, okay. those three. And oh my gosh, they still sound exactly like their oh, records. Uh, and those harmonies, so, I'll bet, are incredible. Yeah. So good. So, wow. So... Yeah, it, that's networking. That's getting it out yeah, there. Yeah, it's a lot yeah. of fun. I'm sure it was packed houses, too. And Yeah. Awesome. Now, you also recently played at the Listening Room here in town, which is a place that all writers aspire to play, either Bluebird or Listening Room or both. Yes. And that must have been a, a blast, huh? It was. It was a lot of fun. I played, Macy Crew asked me to play that, and she does those, I don't know how often it is. I want to say it's once a month or twice <laughs> a month. She does these, like, girl power. Girl power. Power. Yeah. Writers rounds, uh-huh. and it went really well. It was my first time playing in that new location there at the Listening Room Cafe, and it's beautiful. Isn't it? it is. It's Big a great nice. venue. People come to hear music, yeah. and it was a listening crowd, and that was just a nice change of pace. Mm-hmm. And I, I had a blast. Yeah, that was the first time I lost it on stage. Lost it. Tell for me about that. A while, I played. Um, I played my two sad songs, my mom's song and my dad's song, and that was the first time I lost it in a long time. Because uh, I think it was because it was a change of pace, and I wasn't used to such a quiet Mm -hmm. crowd. And when I was singing those songs, I think I was also more, since it was a quiet crowd, I was thinking more about Mm -hmm. what I was singing in my lyrics. So I was like, oh my gosh. I mean, I spinned it around to the crowd, and I made them laugh after the sad songs, but... But, you know, the first time that's happened in a long time. Yeah. Well, and I, I think it's important to understand why you were so emotional. Uh, you've been very candid about it in the past. Uh, you lost both your parents at a young age, right? Yes. I lost my mom when I was 25 and mm. my dad when I was 26. Man. That was so, so hard. It was definitely... Uh, and you're an only child, right? Not the easiest thing. Yes. Only child. But I am blessed with... A lot of cousins. Mm. My dad was one of nine children. Wow. So I have a lot of aunts and uncles, and I have cousins that I'm really close to. Good. And uh, I'm very lucky in that aspect. They like still stay in touch with me, and we get together. And That's great. And your dad really always encouraged your music, yeah. didn't he? When I was um, taking care of him for the, the, the last year... With just everything that he had going on, um, he would like encourage me to take trips back to Nashville mm. and um, still, you know, record or just do a writer's round. Yeah. And uh, he also would encourage me, he encouraged me to sell their house. Mm. And he's like, You moved to Nashville, Nashville's where you should go. So yeah. that is kind of, that's what kept me from staying in my hometown was. Him being like, it's okay for you to leave, you know, this this town and and make Nashville your home. So what do you think so far? Do you love this town? I love this town. I know it's been I can hard. write with you. Yeah. <laughs> of course I love this well, town. Well, you got to take the good with the bad. <laughs> uh, you know what? <laughs> you came at a really rough time. I mean, you know, you went to college and, you, and you, when you move in here, um, like what, 2019 or so? 2020, just around the time the pandemic hit. Right when I moved back with oh. everything that happened to me, I it was 2020 hit. Oh, my gosh. And then I yeah. 
I was kind of glad that happened because it forced me to not dive into being so busy mm-hmm. to where it, it kind of forced me to sit and, with my emotions. Yeah. And so did some great songs come out of that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Want to play another one for us? I'm dying to hear sure. another one. Yeah. I'm trying to think. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? I have. I can make a request if you, yeah. if you care. Okay. I love that being lonely song but if you Ooh, want to say okay that, yeah all right it's, it's up to you this tell us my, the story behind it this is my sassy one it's, it's a sassy song i like <laughs> it this one's based off of maybe you can relate to this because i personally like don't mind going to a restaurant by myself mm-hmm. and enjoying a three-course meal i don't mind going to a movie theater by myself watching a movie and then i'm guilty of this even though I know, like, it's okay. But I'm guilty. If I see someone, like, sitting by themselves, eating at a restaurant, I just, unintentionally, I'm like, aw. You know, and I feel like that's a common thing. When, for all I know, they could be completely content eating by themselves or just sitting at a bar by themselves like I am. So I was like, you know what? What? One, what makes other people think just because I'm alone? Makes them think that I'm automatically lonely. Mm. But also, what makes me think every time I see someone like that, I think that too. Yeah. So, that's where this one came out of. I wrote this one with Jesse and Kid too. Right. Good writer. Boy, let's cut to the chase. I know you want to know.
absolutely love it. <laughs> it's a great song. Now, did you record that yet? Is that recorded? Yes. yes. I actually am getting my final mixes today. Today? Yeah? So is that going to be a single? Yes. It'll cool. probably... I don't have a date specifically set, but it mm. will be more than likely early to mid-September. Great. Yeah. Um, that seems to be the way to do it today. Um, there was a time where you did albums and... Uh, but now today, it's, just, it's especially as an independent artist, right? You do like every few months is a single? What's yeah, the plan? I kind of, you... um, right now I have been researching a little bit and I've, I'm trying out this thing where every four to six weeks. Four to six weeks? Yes. Wow. Um, I'm huh. trying it out. We'll see how that goes to kind of like pin those Spotify algorithms and stuff like that. Yep. But... I do feel like I have more success with singles. When I released my Mother's Daughter EP, um, I released that all as a compilation, and I feel like some songs got lost in like the streaming and everything, rather mm-hmm. if I were to do all of them as singles and then kind of had that CD out. Mm. But it's a learning process, right? You're it, it really is. everything about strategy, stuff like that all the time, and it changes. Do you work with a promoter? I um, work with... Elena, she is has been my PR publicist on way back since One Church and uh, my EP, everything. Mm-hmm. And I just now I work with them whenever I kind of want to push yeah. a song really, really hard. And nice. Other than that, yeah, it's just been me for booking and everything. Yeah, and you do some really cool things. You've got a fan page, and you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, there was you were sending out packages and things, which I thought was yes, so clever. I started that in Christmas. I like to test ideas out. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> they either fail or I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> How do you know? That wasn't too bad. Yeah, but I, I tried last Christmas to do this thing where I don't know if you've ever heard of a Fab Fit Fun Box, but it's kind of no. like a subscription box based off of me as a music artist, where people would subscribe monthly. Mm-hmm. And every month I would mail them a box of items that relate to things that I've been doing that month in my music career or just in general. Mm-hmm. So like if I traveled to Georgia or New York, I would bring things back from where I actually played so they could feel like they have are following me in my yeah. journey. And it went really well. Um, I did like this deal during Christmas time. I called it my holiday gift box special so cool. where if they did this, they would get five months worth of boxes and it was a lot of fun for me oh, bad i bet you really built your your fan base too yeah it was yeah. cool and i'm still i'm still doing those boxes i'll probably do another christmas thing nice. again and wonderful it's fun awesome yeah what's next for you what is next <laughs> there's the big I question yeah. i know you I know. got the band and you're playing every was it thursday yeah we play um i play downtown every thursday Two to six at the Valentine. Valentine, okay. I'm right going, on Lower Broad? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of close to Miranda Lambert's. Yeah. It's like two, Not too far. Two yeah. hours down. But yeah. I'm trying to book more full band stuff. Um, Good. Where I do like runs out of town and still going to be continuing to strive for those opening act gigs. Good. Now that I got my foot in the door there, I enjoy it a lot. And I'm like, okay, let's keep going. Well, I look forward um, to the day when someone else is opening up for you, and maybe it'll be. Oh me. my gosh, that would be that would be that would be ideal. You ever need an opening act? <laughs> that would be so much fun. 
Why don't we uh, take it out with another uh, great song and composition by Dakota Daniel, who is our guest from T-Town, Illinois, here in Nashville, Tennessee. So great to have you on the show today. Thank you for having me. It's yeah. been good to see you. Good to chat. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Always good to see you, girl. <laughs> I'm ready to write our next hit. Me too. <laughs> we got an appointment coming up, don't we? Like we next do. Week, I think. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that later. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know I got it in my calendar. I know we do. It's in there. I know. What you want to do for us? Let's end on... How about small town talk? Small town talk? Yeah. Tell us about it. This one is... I was making trips a lot from Nashville to my hometown. Mm-hmm. And being from a small town... And if anyone is grew up in a small town, they'll be able to relate to this. You get caught up on the gossip mm. pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. And one weekend, I was a part of the gossip. No. Yeah. And that no. didn't, didn't sit very well with me. Uh-huh. So I came back to Nashville, and I had a job at this little boutique hotel, and I was scheduled to work the overnight shift, so 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. And everybody's sleeping, so you pretty much... Just sit there and try not to fall asleep. Brought my guitar oh, that night. Cool. And I worked on this song, and I had Jesse Lynn Kidd uh-huh. finish it with me. So that is where Small Town Talk came to be. I'm not going to tell you which one was the gossip about me. Mm, okay. <laughs> for another show. <laughs> song for another time. No, I'm just kidding. Bobbing, got a DUI, leaving the bar last night. I long if we look at closing time. Hiding and hang broke up after five long years. Jane moved home from college to live back here. Word travels fast around a place like this There's no mind in your own business Truth is stretched and lies are told Nobody ever really knows You can get caught up in it all Small town talk Old high school's getting torn down this year. People are trying to fight for the memories here. Parking lot by the railroad tracks is the hang. Dirty spread and secrets go. Nobody ever really 
truth in there isn't it yeah Yeah. dakota danielle our guest on songwriter connection podcast this week dakota where do we find you online you can follow me on instagram at dakota danielle music Mm -hmm. facebook at dakota danielle music tiktok is at dakota underscore danielle and you can follow my website it's super easy just dakota danielle.com it'll tell you where i'm playing i might be playing in your neck of the woods who knows never know and when you come to nashville Look her up. Yeah. Yeah. I still got a lot of states I haven't been to. Yeah. Where'd you like to go? Arizona. Arizona. There you go. It's been on my list. Oh, beautiful. I've just heard great things about Arizona. One, how beautiful it is. Specifically Sedona. Yeah. Oh, I got to tell you, Sedona is the most beautiful place, I think, on earth. Have you been? It is gorgeous. Sedona is amazing. And it's such a creative community, too. You would love it there. In fact, somebody I know recently was just playing there. And I can't oh, think, really? and I thought, and I thought, wow, how lucky, you know? Yeah, I hope you get there. Yeah, Me too. beautiful. It's gorgeous. It really <laughs> is. Hey, uh, thank you for being on the show. Thanks for uh, sharing your music and your stories with us. I love that. Thank you and, so much uh, for having me. Yeah, and playing live around Thanks our dining room us. table. Yeah, for us too. Yeah, good to have you here. Thank you. Appreciate here, you. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Um, coming up on the uh, podcast, um, the next few episodes I want to tell you about, we've got some amazing songwriters. Will Nance, who's an old friend, is going to be on the show, uh, I believe, next week. Uh, Will has so, he's had like two, three uh, George Strait number ones. Uh, he had this big song by uh, Brad Paisley uh, called She's Everything. Uh, and so he's going to be on the show. We'll have a songwriter, a uh, Hall of Fame member, uh, Kent Blazy, back with us after that. He's got a new album out. We'll talk about it. Hit songwriter Chuck Jones, who's had amazing songs, going to be on the show after that. And we're going to do our first uh, crossover podcast, which I'm really looking forward to. Chad Wilson has a podcast called Deconstructed, which I love because they take a look at the songs and tear, tear them apart, you know, put them back together. Say, you know, I love it. So he's going to interview me and I'm going to interview him and you know, be crossover event, right? I don't, I don't know how else to describe it. So some cool things coming up and we thank you for helping us spread the word as we're a growing podcast. Now over 150,000 streams worldwide. And we certainly appreciate you for that. Thanks for joining us and we'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to the songwriter connection podcast. Find us on social media at Songwriter Connection. Also listen to Dave Lanahan's Nashville Connections radio show. It streams live every Friday morning on WOBL and WNOI. Look for us on Facebook and YouTube. See you next time on Songwriter Connection.